Hey, who was um, <clears throat> offensive rookie of the year over Jamar Jefferson in our league? <laughs> Justin Jefferson. Who did I say? The irrelevant running back who I'm pretty sure got cut from the Lions, Jamar Jefferson. Also the oh, fusion boy. of Jamar Chase and <laughs> Justin Jefferson. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. My Justin bad. Herbert. Yeah. That was a... Who, who you know, won? Who did I vote for? I think I voted for James Robinson, actually. Because, like, I was, I was kind of pu- flipping through the tags, and I didn't see somebody with the tags. So I don't know who won that award that year. Mm. Wasn't somebody on my team, was it? What are you talking about? It was Herbert. Justin Herbert. Oh, I didn't realize we established that. I'm sorry. I didn't know mm. who won it. You acknowledged me when I said that. <laughs> Did I? I don't remember, man. I was kind of caught up in the Jamar Jefferson. <laughs> this is going to be a bad one. Christ, Hope dude. you're ready. edition of behind the curtain we are back episode three of the 2022 behind the curtain series and the man who joined me as a co-host last week for carter's episode is now in the hot seat and the seat has never been hotter because of a certain series of tweets that were fired off uh last week and we will talk about that but joining me once again in the co-host chair, finally we get some some uh, you know a famous face back in there, a reputable face. Frazier, you're back. Thank you for saving me from Tim. Yeah, glad to be back. Obviously, can't miss this one. This is not one that you want to miss because, as it has been for the last two years, this I'm hoping. Uh, is can't miss entertainment with the always enigmatic papoose. Welcome aboard, papoose. Hello. I, I knew Fraser was only going to be here to make fun of me. Well, yeah. Yep. Wouldn't mean, miss it for the world. That's what we're here for. Hell yeah. And, Move uh, mountains. <laughs> well, I challenge you uh, for each mean thing you say to say two nice things. Mm, uh, what about opposite of that? I can you know, I can handle that. Let's do that. It's okay. more fun. Well, uh, last year you were the guinea pig. Do you remember that? Yep. That was fun. You kicked off behind the curtain for everybody, and you know pe- some people were talking. Maybe it was a, a disappointing performance on the microphone. Do you have anything to say in year, as you go into year two here? Uh, I took less marijuana this time. Okay. That's good. <laughs> it's like there's so, two eras of uh, the behind the curtains. It's your episode, and then immediately afterward when Colin did it correctly, and then that's been since. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you're back to reset the the imbalance, and I'm gonna start. <laughs> I'm just gonna kick it off right now uh, with the with the series of tweets that I referenced earlier because. Carter came on here last week, said everybody's getting a little too chummy. Everybody's a little too 
friendly. We're all patting each other on the back after every fucking trade that's made. Maybe we need a little bit more hate in web. And Dan took that personally. The champ came to Twitter and did not hold back. He fired off a series of tweets where he essentially dismantled each and every web franchise outside of himself and made everybody feel pretty shitty. But in that, he also opened the gates to this new era of hatred that Carter referenced. And you, Papoose, are the first in line in the new meat grinder as, portion of the of the Behind the Curtain series. As it should be. You're damn it's, right. It's fitting. It is fitting. <laughs> it's, it's great, actually. I like how that synced <laughs> up. Um, but I want to I wanna ask you about what Dan said about your team. Uh, well, first of all, he per- he didn't even say it about your team. He just insulted you personally. He oh. called you mercurial, which yeah. you had to look up. And you know, <laughs> thanks for the honesty on that one. <laughs> but uh, I mean, who uses that word? I never even heard of that word. You could have told me that was a fake word, and I would have believed you. The champ must have learned it in Wordle. Yeah, <laughs> is that five letters? <laughs> Champ broke out the dictionary just to insult you. That is, you know, that's why you guys are bitter rivals. But um, yeah, uh, so he calls you mercurial uh, and, and some, you know, others might say unhinged. Others might say unbalanced, uh, temperamental is another one we could use there. That All was you. These, it wasn't others. You you said those things. I did just right <laughs> now. I said that and I wrote them on yep. my note sheet. <laughs> Uh, but yes, um, I would like to think others may have similar words that they would use. And I'm asking you as the one under attack here, what do you, what do you think of that? Do you, I mean, you have a response for these insults? Dude, embrace the chaos. I'm all about that shit. Let them, let them think I'm unbalanced, unhinged. There's a plan going on here somewhere. It just kind of changes step by step just ad- you're you're not unhinged you're adaptable you you're you adapt on the fly you're flexible calculating look at that spin zone but also got a big brain up your boys he's just constantly calculating <laughs> always a new calculation got the calculator out big numbers 46 plus 82 equals J- jamar chase trade yes. him <laughs> Ouch. Burrow one ACL plus one <laughs> subpar season equals trade. <laughs> yeah, so you guys get it. You understand. You crack the code. Well, uh, I mean, if we look at some of your recent moves here, we, we may be, I mean, I don't want to say we're seeing what Dan is referencing, but we're seeing a few different stories at play, I think. And I'd like to get your thoughts on on two recent moves that you made. Uh, one was involving our teams, as it often is in the early off season. We've done mm-hmm. this trade a few years in a row, it seems like, starting with Amari Cooper. And now the latest iteration is Mike Evans and DeAndre Hopkins for 109, 201, and 203. And so that was kind of a signal that, you know, where your head, I almost said it, where your <laughs> team was headed in uh, in 2022. But then you went out and made uh, a trade that it didn't necessarily conflict, but it, it was a little bit strange, I guess. Uh, you traded down from three. You picked up 12 
uh, and you know you're kind of moving back. So maybe you could have had this asset at three that was you know primed and loaded for uh, this season that you're planning on having, but you decided to move back. So those two trades specifically, walk us through kind of where your head. <laughs> walk us through what went into those two trades, and because they were so close together. Well, the the easy one to explain is the picks. We'll just do that one first. Is the top of the class, there's, what, four or five guys that are really great. But picking up that first next year and just moving back where there's a bunch of a bunch of nice names in, in that middle of the draft. So I figured I'd move back this year and pick up that what would hope to be a very valuable 23 first and take back 201 and everything's going to be A-OK there. Like, that's very worth it in my eyes. And then uh, it was just like I was chatting with you. I'm like, I, I need to start making moves that are going to help me win right now. Uh, I was looking at my lineup, and at the time, my offense's average starting it was just like 23. So I'm like, you know what? Let's go get Mike Evans. I wanted some guy who's going to be just a stable wide receiver, one or two on my team to hopefully, to hopefully CD figures it out. Um, and just nice there. And then Hopkins could be just a big bounce back guy that could all of a sudden be a nine touchdown, you know, thousand plus yards guy. So I was going to say, why now? Like a good, oh, I mean, I want to tell you, it just seemed like a good time, but in reality, I was just bored and wanted to see new names on my team. <laughs> we're going to be totally honest. And we're just, back to Mercurial. Yeah. <laughs> just I'm not going to, I'm not going to give you a big brain explanation on that one. The big brain explanation was for the picks. This one, I just, you know, I felt like making a move that was win Nowy helped my team out, and I was bored. Fair. So you you're moving into this win now period. Is that what you're saying? Like you are you're putting the foot on the pedal. 2022, you're gonna go in. Yeah, yeah. So I'm saying, uh, uh, if I don't make the playoffs, I'll be disappointed. I can say that for like the first time in three years. Wow. Okay. Is there any other? types of big moves on the horizon any potential targets out there that you want to name drop here on the pod? You know, we're, we're always looking you know i've not been quiet i've been dabbling in the uh saquon barkley pool josh is josh is playing a good game there and you know when dave decides he wants to actually have draft capital aj brown's more than welcome on my team but he seems to be allergic to that you know so we'll see. Maybe there's a certain defender I've been chasing after. Hmm. In the event that a certain other defender picks up some D-line eligibility. Make this defense nasty. Well, okay. Going off of that question, I think there's this notion that a lot of the teams that have taken that next step, those rebuilds that have been for, like finalized and cemented, and they go into the season with these really lofty expectations. Finally, thinking of like Dave's Kamara trade, for example, like that was like the the moment where you were like, "All right, this team is going in hot." Do you feel any added pressure? To, to make one of those deals to, you know, if you're interested in Saquon Barkley, do you think about the fact that this could be your one piece away? 
Yeah, all the time. I each day I kind of stare at it. I'm like, what do you think Josh would say yes to today? And and if I gotta wait until I you know I rack up three four wins and maybe Josh isn't doing so hot and do it, perfectly fine. I'm gonna make that trade and you know I'm gonna do everything I can to make sure when I do make that trade I don't uh, do what Dave did and waste the opportunity. <laughs> you know? We're already fucking firing stray <laughs> bullets here. I want to make sure that move uh, is worth it. I'm going to switch gears here a little bit. I'm going to reference you, the pod you hosted a week ago. You mentioned something about doing things a little differently than me, where you had a lot more um, opportunities to miss on certain things, like Rondale Morrow is your example. There's um, another few. So my question is, your pick cupboard is all of a sudden looking relatively normal. Um, so you just... You have your team and you have those normal amount of picks. How are you feeling? I feel like I am better at deciding what players are better than I was three years ago. Three years ago, I figured the only way I could make this work with what I knew was have a ton of darts and hopefully more of them hit than don't. And now I feel confident like I can pick a guy out and be like, that's who I want to roll the dice with and not feel bad about it. Well, you say three years ago, but there's also the instance of last year where you were staring Jamar Chase in the face at 101, uh, a, a wide receiver prospect, highly touted enough to be traded straight up for C.D. Lamb, a player whose value had already climbed since he had entered the NFL. You decided to make that trade pre-draft. And we saw what happened. So what was the lesson that you took away from the Jamar Chase situation? I mean, I don't know if there really is a lesson to learn. I don't think you fault anybody for, at this point last year, trading for CeeDee Lamb. Like, I understand, like, Jamar was that much better and he had an incredible season. But looking back, I'm not, I'm not upset about it. I got a guy who is a who is a very very good wide receiver, was taken very highly the year before and performed well. I'm like, well, it's gonna go up. That offense is great. Jamar hasn't played football in a year. People are questioning mm-hmm. things about him. I'm I'll take the guy who's established. You no, know, yeah, that makes sense. Um, give you a lot of shit for it, but I think that was just the process of me just going I wanted that specific guy I made that my guy and um, went in there at a (laughs) time where I thought it needed to happen and did that trade right when we could and um, I think it was fair at the time and you do what you do with the outcomes. The era of violence in on the web podcast has already ended we already (laughs) have our first yeah that's fair yeah, I mean, you traded a generational wide receiver, best rookie wide receiver ever. That's that's fair. Hey, man, it he, it happens. I guess I don't know. You, if I asked you this time last year, would you have guessed this was the case with Jamar Chase? Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, of course, you would. Yeah, shut shut up. I also would say yes. You you also shut up. <laughs> 
No, I'm right. I'm, I'm razzing you. Damn it, Jesus! We're trying to. I'm trying to prod the bear here because I, I feel like I talked well about your team all season long on the mm-hmm. web podcast. This year it was a. It was a weird. It was nice. It was sort of you know it, it hurt a little bit physically, and uh, so this is kind of our moment to. You know, kind of ring you out a little bit and see what's going on because you're not you're not wrong here. 2022 is a year where this team we said it last year on Behind the Curtain that this team can be competitive in 2022. And as we track towards the season and some of the moves that you've already made, it is certainly heading in that direction. Uh, and one of the major contributors to that were the moves that you made on defense uh, last year. And that all started on draft night <coughs> where, you know, you you traded the number one pick, like we just said, Jamar Chase. You had him in your hands and you let him slide, but it's okay. You got the defensive version of Jamar Chase at 12. You mm-hmm. swerved the league and picked him over Jamin Davis, who was the, I, I feel like, would have been the betting favorite for IDP1 had we had those sorts of odds. You swerved everybody. You took this guy and he took over the NFL and he won, you know, he was in the defensive player of the year conversation and all of that business. So we saw what you did after that. Was that a product of, of what you saw out of Micah Parsons or was your defensive transformation already starting on draft night last year? I think my, the transformation to being, geared that way was prior to that because i had made smaller trades like i had trade for uh, montez sweat and yannick and um drabil prepper so i'd done things in the last few years to kind of shore everything up uh, zach cunningham too and and then on draft night it was honestly half an hour before the pick i sat down and i was just watching highlights between uh micah parsons and jamie davis and i just I'm like yeah you know what i can't fuck this up <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. Like he's he's a monster, mm-hmm. and just thankfully went with him. I want my process to look like that this year. I want to be like thirty minutes away from seven and just like hammering out the highlight tapes. <laughs> Who can make it a nice last impression? Wasn't even game film. Just Micah Parsons highlights. <laughs> so like you that. you capped off those defensive moves by making. Probably the biggest IDP trade that we've had with, with giving uh, two firsts for Roquan. So now that you've had um, some time to sit back on that trade and digest it, how are you feeling about making that move? Great. I just love looking at my lineup and, see, and seeing those two names next to each other. It's imposing, man. It's a great feeling. I don't like that. It's like it's a easy 30 points every week out of the two, if not more. The problem is neither one of them's in your captain spot. Ooh. You know, I don't I don't believe in that. I like how I, I like that. I just well, winners like how believe it in it. So fine. I just you like how it looks. Captain spot. I mean, we were already seeing the effects of the moves that you made last year. I mean this was a team, your team, the insulin pens, overall Negative four point two five war plus as a team overall. So that's I mean it's not great. It's it's better. <laughs> it's better than you were when you were the worst team ever. <laughs> but it's it's not good. <laughs> he improved a lot. 
Yeah, you improved a lot, and you were still down there. But, yeah. I, I mean, that is also, it, it, it makes it even more shocking that you had a positive D-War plus this year. You you managed to completely restructure this defense that was the 12th scoring defense in 2020. Let's not forget about that. This was the worst defense in the league by a pretty decent margin. You were the only team to be scoring under 50 points. And you were able to turn that around basically in one year. You were up to 80 points per game on the defensive side of things. You had a positive deep war plus, like I said, and you were sixth overall there uh, and fifth in scoring. So just in one year's time, you were able to do that a lot in large part because of the effect of Mike, Micah Parsons. So, I mean, it was a hell of a, a hell of a job. And I think there's a lot of teams that could learn a little bit about what you did on that side of things. Yeah, it's great. Just got to find the, and guys like Darius Leonard have made it abundantly clear. You just got to find the explosive, crazy athletes to fill those mm-hmm. roles. And they can, they can do some freaky things. They can stack up points real fast. All right. Let's do some forecasting. Let's look ahead at 2022, 2023, and 2024. Do you want to go through, um, maybe the outlook of your team throughout the years where you project it to be at, maybe do some win projections for each of the upcoming three years. Yeah. Can my web just be a, a picture of the belt? <laughs> Not an actual number, just a belt. No. <laughs> Cause I'm fucking going for it. I, I expect it after once this season goes and once this draft and whatever trades I do are done, I fully expect to be one of the, the team squaring up with Dan. It wouldn't just be perfect if I take it from Dan. The the comeback story is, you know, complete after he defeats his bitter rival. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would be it would be very narrative and and poetic. I tell you, I'm gonna be the most obnoxious champion of all time. That I've already told Ashley that belt come with me everywhere. Okay, so what is, what does it look like? What does it look like? 2022, how many wins do you have? How many wins do you have this season? 10. Going to go with 10 wins. 10 and wins. Belt, huh? And we're talking belt this year. Yep. Confidence. I want to start winning. Winning is fun, just like Carter said last week. <laughs> Hell yeah. Sick of losing. Hell yeah, dude. I mean, that's... We were t- we were talking earlier about some of these fucking jabronis on Twitter and and Reddit talking about value and and all this stuff and it's like you guys must not care about winning too much. Yeah, exactly. I'm I've kind of followed the roadmap I laid out to myself when I burned it to the ground and it's <laughs> kind of about the time where I told myself I was going to start sending it. Here we are. That final send last time was the Odell trade. That's why I feel like you are going to have something up your sleeve here come August. what I'm saying, dude. There's always that one big move. It's going to happen. You got a lot of time left. You got a lot of time left. I do. You still still have number four in your pocket. Picked up that extra 23 first, so that should make whatever I need to do easier. Maybe you do it with my team. We'll see. We'll see. You you never know. Dalvin Cook looks pretty good. Oh. Oh. Speaking uh, of the Carter yeah. pod, the uh, the ricochet shot call and took as a um, the comparison of him to on a waiver <laughs> wire to a pig and shit. <laughs> a hearty laugh out of me. 
Oh, that was that was mean. <laughs> uh, I mean, it honestly, it's funny because it's, it's kind of true. It's so true. Guy just <laughs> loves it. Loves grinding the wire. Oh, it's so we, gross. We got to rip your team about that last year. We were fresh off the heels of Dan's <laughs> analysis of your waiver wire activity, but people forgot about that real quick when your defense started doing good. Yep. Yep. This year I started, I don't know. I really don't, honestly don't know what it was. I think it was just because my team was starting to perform better and it had me a little more dialed in that I actually used the waiver wire this year. But no, I really yeah. don't know why I didn't touch it. Hey, man, it's. The, Carter said it last week, losing's demoralizing. And you said, I said you were more accepting, or what did I say? You said yeah, more, more accepting. Yeah, you're more accepting of it, but that doesn't mean that you don't want to win. And you're, you know, this is a this is a franchise that has seen success in the past. And this is what I want to talk about because you're talking about facing off with your bitter rival, Dan, and the pirate crew, the champs. You want to take them on already, 2022. But we got to talk about something because the curse of the Dan draft ended this year. And we got to find a new curse. There's always another curse in web. I already got it. I'm going to ruin your question, but it's it's the curse of the Terry jersey. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) This one's longer. So, okay. But you you lost to Dan in the very first web.com championship game. Ever yep. in the history of the league, you were that you were there. People forget about it. I don't get enough you, respect for that. It, I mean, it's true. Pac, uh, Josh was track five champ. He didn't get respect for that for a long time. That was yeah. That championship was the one everyone blacked out. Yep, we pretended it didn't happen. Everybody yeah. forgot about it. Dan cakewalked to victory. We had the Dan draft, and now people forget that Papoose is a title game alumni. I mean, I don't so get that, the respect for it, but I also forget about it sometimes too. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you, you, you now carry the the curse of the Dan draft was transferred to you when you when Dan won, because that curse now goes to the team who lost and has not since been back to the championship game, despite numerous playoff appearances down the stretch and also the two worst seasons in history over the last eight years since you made that appearance. So you now have a curse fighting against you as well. So you got a lot to overcome this year. Yeah, I'm going to take that curse, and I'm going to give it right back to Dan and shove it up his ass. <laughs> no, you can't do that. You just got bestowed. You can't give it away. Nope. You know, it's going to be a quick switcheroo. Back to get bestowed, man. <laughs> I'm going to bestow it up his ass. <laughs> It's a one-time thing. You can't bestow twice. One-time bestow. You don't know the rules. <laughs> it's not how curses work, you ignoramus. <laughs> You're an ignoramus. Oh, my God. Well, uh, how about Toddler Murray? <laughs> <laughs> Just how about Toddler? This, uh, this is the greatest nickname <laughs> Webb's ever seen. Toddler Just, Murray. You know, I... I want to give him an awful nickname, but I just I I wanted I couldn't just go with short because we called Bobby Musel short in high school when he kicked our ass in football and ruined our homecoming. So I just can't I can't do it. So I had to come up with something different and just toddler fit. 
Can't say it's short so Murray well. rolls off the tongue. I don't. I don't. Yeah. It just, it's beautiful. The bow tie is that he also looks like a toddler while he runs. Yep. It's not just the short. It also has the stride of a toddler. Oh, I'm pretty sure I photoshopped his head to the body of a toddler too. This is it's out of did hand. You take, did you tag him in that too? I should have. <laughs> I, I, my mini golf tweet today, I didn't realize he was tagged in that tweet that I quoted, so that's on me. I just expected you to tag him in that. I was a little disappointed that we got the Kyler mention and I not the at K1, whatever the hell. I kind of wanted to because, you know, mini golf, he's a little. We got it. Got it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for spelling it out. I didn't get it, actually. Yeah, thanks oh, for the clarification. Yeah, I had to look up Mercurial, too. It's okay. Thank you. Thank you for admitting that. Okay. Well, I, up <laughs> I uh, what you you alluded to this last week. I want to get your thoughts on the trade. Tell me about the trade. It seemed like you had some thoughts you wanted to share last week. So let's get those. Let's put them out in the open here. Let's publicly acknowledge the Kyler Murray saga. I mean, I at the time. My brain shut off for a second. Times. Sorry. A lot of at I, the times in this pod. Everything is at the times. times. <laughs> when I made that trade, I'm not going to like lie to you. I was a little tiny bit bored and wanted a big splash trade. Got the best of me. However, I still think both trades are fine. Toddler's being a little bit of a <clears throat> douchebag right now, but it's okay. Joe Burrow had a great playoff. I'm going to miss him. Dan's right, though. He was the face of my franchise, and I just broke up with him. It was brutal. We both cried. But the trade's fine. Anybody can say what they want. The trade's okay. In your defense, we're about, let's see, October, few months, few months away from Kyler MVP season. Happens every year, so... Just wait till then, and then we'll reassess this trade. Yeah, and I'll just dump him off to somebody else for a crazy quarterback and some picks. I don't know. Will you though? No, no. <laughs> I'll end up start. I'll start. I'll be starting Jalen Hurts by like week four because Toddler is just <laughs> crying because he doesn't have his nookie or something. I don't know. I can't hear the. Yes. I can't hear Toddler Murray and not laugh. It's just... <laughs> Yours was fine. You only moved back. Two spots and ended up being. Yeah, I was the one who gave up multiple first for a quarterback. Thank you, thank you, Josh, for that one. Mm-hmm. Remember trading that? That we were. I was debating if I wanted to give you Calvin's or Josh. So I'm like, you know what? I think Josh. I'm sorry, but I think Josh is going to kind of suck out the rest of the year. And he he did. Didn't win another game. <laughs> he didn't win once. God, I want to feel bad about that ricochet shot. Like I, I don't feel bad making fun of Dave and him still rostering Drew Brees and Julian Edelman. Um, he's on their IR. If nobody noticed, they're literally on his <laughs> roster. <laughs> he lost them. No, this they're is what I'm saying. Them. This is the era. This is the era of violence. You know, nobody's safe. Not even Josh. You know, I, what a nice guy, but am I going to, am I going to bring him over the coals on his behind the curtain? I might, I might do that. And you're going to feel bad about it the entire time, but it's okay. But that's where we are now. I have to hate myself to do this because of Dan. Dan, open this. Yeah. Hey, 
we all hate ourselves sometimes too. It's okay. Like, you know, Riley probably hates himself every time he sends a trade offer. It's fine. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> this first pod after Dan's roast, I feel like we need to either end it or do it now with the meanest thing we can come up with about Dan's team since he wasn't included in his own roast. I agree Jim, with that. Anything? I mean, look at his roster. What do you? What what what, what do you make fun of? <laughs> his uh his backup running backs are disgusting. A lot of gross <laughs> names. P Ryan, third and one. P Ryan. Like I'm sorry. I want I want to create violence, but what do I say in the, to Dan right now that he just can't look at me and laugh? And not and not Zach, even dignify a response. <laughs> Zach Moss could be hit by a bus any day now. Traded for Cortland um, Sutton. That was pretty brutal. Yeah. Oh, dude. Huh. Enjoy your championship, loser. This, you this lost loser, the trade. Yeah. This loser yeah. traded for Julio Jones. What an idiot. Sutton stinks. <laughs> what an idiot. Oh, you only have two first round picks? Fucking nerd. Oh, that's right. I forgot about Look that. I hate Dan this segment. Keeping his first while he wins championships. What a dick. He's what? clearly not trying. God, where's the charity? I've been giving my firsts to Colin and Josh for years. Ricochets. Oh. Ricochets everywhere. I think Mingo might keep that 2025 this this year. Oh, we're keeping it, baby. I got a lot to say in a few weeks here when we get to my episode. I don't. I actually, I might be the new Mercurial team. I don't know. I don't know Let's what I'm see. fucking doing anymore. I'm panicking, but that's Good for point. another time. Um, all right. Well, I, this honestly is a perfect segue because I wanted to ask you something. We're talking about the Champs team, a team with you know fairly limited needs. What are the needs on your team right now? I mean, I look at your roster. You're pretty, you know, you got names at a lot of positions. The roster is filling out. Yes, some guys are young. We're not entirely sure what we're going to get. But when you look at this team right now, what are the needs that you see? Where are you looking to address? Uh, right now, my two biggest needs have been, <clears throat> that I consider to be as a, a, a big name running back, big production guy there, and it's going to sound kind of goofy, but maybe a splash player at uh, DB, which you never know. There's oh. a certain Notre Dame player in the in the draft. Might oh. shore that up without having to make a trade. Taking him at four? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, if you, if you take him at 12, you're not taking him high enough. You never know. So, so right now there's yeah, big name back and there and just kind of. I, I kind of like where my depth is at on some of these spots. So, so you got I've, three picks yeah. in the in the top thirteen. You mentioned Kyle Hamilton. Uh, do you want to offer any insights where you at in, in your scouting process at the moment? Any targets? You've been moving around the board quite a bit already. So, yeah. do you do you have some plans in mind? You know, I'm just kind of the top. I kind of got the plans for the twelve and. 201 four we're kind of just seeing what happens might end up trading four could take one of the running backs maybe wide receiver falls who knows we'll see what happens on draft day but 
as it stands right now, I kind of have two two names. I want to keep I'm gonna keep one a little close to the heart, a little secret. It's probably not a secret because I think I've talked about him on the Twitters, but <laughs> yeah, Kyle Hamilton at 201 seems like it'd be a pretty fun pick for me right now. There are no secrets anymore in web. God, yeah. Christian Watson's a freak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's a monster. Can't wait for him to get to the fucking NFL and for him to break my heart. Are you going to take him at 12 if he gets drafted in the fourth round? I probably not, no. <laughs> Maybe okay. somebody gets a weird and takes him like the second. I mean, they might. Like I'm just saying. I'm, I'm asking you if you're going to stand on the table for your guy. Because some champs have done that in the past. A few that I can think of have, have stood on oh. the table for their players. He brings out the, some champs. All right. I'll stand on my table for my player. That's good. Maybe, until I change I think, my mind. I don't know. I mean, I thought you were going to a three. You're dropping hints about a receiver on the top of your board, and all of a sudden you traded out of it. Yeah, you mm. see, I saw this tweet today of some guy saying that uh, six foot four, 210 pound wide receivers just don't do good in the NFL, so I just had to get out of there. I Analytics. saw that tweet too. <laughs> some guy's that specific. Exactly six four two ten. It was like guys who are like six two to six four and weighed two hundred to two hundred fifteen pounds in the NFL draft. Only one of them is hit in like the last twenty one years. But the guy made sure he left. He changed the time frame to leave uh, Randy Moss off the list. <laughs> what was his uh, denominator? He didn't have one. one. Hit. What was what was it out of? It was was like it one two. of one? <laughs> My God, you're asking me questions, man. I don't remember numbers. <laughs> no, it was, it, it was more specific than that. It was 6'4 or 6'5 and 210 to 215. Those were the arbitrary metrics that were chosen. And he might as well have just thrown in USC receivers while he was <laughs> at it to just really cap it off because that was the stupidest tweet I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Did you know that only one person... Who was six five two thirty ran it ridiculous four three forty and went to Georgia Tech and was named Calvin Johnson and ever <laughs> hit just one <laughs> just one. <laughs> God damn it! Oh, I hate Twitter. Same and Reddit. Uh, you had a you had a little argument on there today. I was trying to back you up a Dude, little bit. Okay, the Kyle Pitts thing. He's on my pod. We're talking about this shit. How dumb is that guy? I don't care if it is a tight end premium super flex. Ooh, teach him he'll average 20 for the uninitiated. It was Kelsey 208 and Taysom Hill straight traded for Pitts. Taysom Hill, he averages 20 points per game at a quarterback. No, fuck you. He's going to be off the team as soon as they can find someone competent to play quarterback. Like, you're stupid. 208, big fucking deal. You, Travis Kelsey's 32 and has showed some mild symptoms of slowing down. Kyle Pitts is, what, 21, 20? Just had a thousand yards, dude. Eat shit. That you're such a moron. Can't score touchdowns. Yeah, it's a Falcon thing. Julio Jones did it for ten years and was a monster. I just want to point out that I do have Travis Kelsey and 208, and I'll give you Trevor Lawrence, who's better than Taysom Hill. We can do that trade on this podcast right now. Suck both of my nuts at the same time. Oh, okay. 
We'll, we'll go back to talking about our other Pitts Kelsey trade. And, Whoops. And, and before Riley has any ideas, it's three firsts to get them minimum. So just don't try. Or two firsts. Minimum. What's the max? Somebody, I mean, if somebody <laughs> was like, hey, Tim, do you want four? I Four firsts? <laughs> You know, I'll trade whoever the fuck is on my team for four first, but that'll never happen because no one in the web is, web is that stupid. Need pits. Yeah, but how, how do you say no to that if someone does that? Then but you're I'm just, then you're just I'm a value confident. bro. Then you don't care about titles. Yeah, you're just a value bro. Yeah. I'm just a value bro. Yeah, I'm a fucking taco. <laughs> <laughs> fuck that guy, dude. That guy got me so mad on Twitter today. I know he did. You were very fired up. Then you attacked somebody else who I didn't think deserved it. And, and that's when I knew that you were unhinged. <laughs> I mean, that's Tim's brand. Oh, man. That fucking... Did I overpay for this trade? No, dude. You paid exactly what you should have. Why are you even tweeting this? Guys, the, 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 just wanted no, to have a no, friend, dude. Those, those are dudes... The dudes who do that when the trades are like that even, they're just doing it for attention. It's like a pick-me. Pick me guy, fucking weirdo. I'm going to do that on our next trade. Do it. All right. Uh, what do we got here? I think we're, I think we covered my list somehow. You know, it was a, the most circuitous way possible to cover this list, but I'm pretty sure we hit all the points. Frage, you think we're good here? Yep. Turn in a nice little free talk there. At we the did. End. I like yeah. that. I like this. A little bit of violence, a little less structure, a little more beer. It's just that's what we that's the recipe for success here on Behind the Curtain. So uh Papoose. That leaves us with one final moment. And if you remember last year, you were the the first one to do this and you infamously said hashtag fuck Caleb. This is your opportunity to to put a new era in your in your web microphone session. I'm turning it over to you, and you have this opportunity to say something to us, the league, and the world. Oh, this is gonna be good. I'm gonna keep it short and sweet for you. The rest of the league, outside of Josh, because he's a sweetheart, can eat shit. Fuck all y'all. Also, follow the Insulin Pens on Twitter. We're working on some new content. Uh, hopefully the interns get their shit together and we can have a great season. Wow. Look at you. You got like a little content team working. You're grinding the wire. You're doing some trades. You're, you're all over the place these days. Yeah. It's a well-oiled operation almost. You know, almost. We're, <laughs> almost. We're, we all, we all know there's always going to be a little bit of chaos no matter how organized I get. And that's what makes you special. And don't ever change, okay? I'm so fucking special. No matter how mercurial you get called. Yeah. Don't change. Don't let them change you, papoose. Insult me (laughs) with words that I know. There's just something (laughs) cruel about insulting somebody with words they don't understand. (laughs) It's like insulting someone but on delay where they have to look it up on their phone. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, should I be offended by this? I don't know. I'm getting upset because I don't know if I should. My feelings should be hurt. And I looked it up. And I'm like, oh yeah, I, 
he's right, but my feelings are still hurt. It was the only oh. tweet that required any sort of like advanced knowledge of vocabulary was yours. That feels very intentional to hey, me. I mean, at least my team is good enough to the point where Dan just uses big words and just doesn't tell me he hates my team because it sucks. <laughs> to, to be fair to Dan, when he does it that way, it's Google insulting you, technically. You're right. Yeah, true. true. Loophole. That's a nice little workaround, mm-hmm. so Dan doesn't have to feel bad. Yeah. Well, he should, but should. All right. Well, thank you, Papoose, for joining us. The insulin pens, you heard it here on Behind the Curtain, are in to win in 2022, and they want a belt. And I don't know if it's going to happen, but that's what they want. So look out, everybody. And uh, thank you, Papoose. You, this was a real pleasure. You did you did a great job, better than last year. Th- thank you, thank you. Notable improvement. Yeah. It was remarkable. Hopefully, your team can do the same. Yeah. Um. Same. All right. Next up, what are we at here, Frage? Do you know? Do you the know the sweetheart. standings? I think Josh is next. Josh. Hey. My man. All right. Get ready to get dragged over the coals, Josh, because you're up next. We're Dude, not that holding man has any... kids. Well, he's got a couple of kids, but, you know, Gabe is he's old enough now. He understands how the world works and what we have to do to his father. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, we will see you again next week with that. And let us make it a great week.